What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. It's Arsh, your co-host. And this is Arav. And today we have a really fun episode for you guys. No NFL for this episode, but we're going to go through. We're going to start with the MLB, talk about uh, the MLB coming back. It's now spring training. Opening day is coming around. There's been a lot of talk about what what are some of the best teams, the best players to look out for. So we'll kind of detail that uh, before our detailed opening day predictions. And then we'll move on to the NBA. We're going to talk about the All-Star game. There's a lot of controversy. I mean, 397 points were scored in this game. That's that's a huge deal. And is the All-Star game good or bad? And what could we do to make it better? So we'll go through that for you guys. And then finally, we're going to talk about NCAA 25, the new football game that's coming out. What does that mean for college football? How does that play into NIL? And what do we think about that kind of NIL stuff? And how is that just good for the NFL and for college football? We'll talk about that as well. So those are our three topics today. And RF, kick us off with the MLB. What do you think about spring training coming back? Yeah, so obviously super excited for spring training to come back. Um, if you look at some of the teams <clears throat> that are going to be favored to win the World Series, I think if I if I have to pick someone right now going to spring training, it's going to be the Sho- Shohei Otani-led Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, they, they made a splash in free agency. They got pitching. They got Shohei Otani in addition to that to get to the bats and also on the pitching side of things. Um, they're, they're a really scary team this year, um, and I think they could definitely make a run for it. I think the other favorite – is going to end up being the New York Yankees. However, we know that they haven't made a World Series or let alone won one in since 2009. So it's going to be a long road for the Yankees, but they did sign Juan Soto. They got more pitching. Carlos Rondon is looking for a rebound in, in this season for the pitching category. Um, so I think those could be really two really big teams, but obviously super excited for opening day. Um, and we saw spring training games have really been taking place already injur- injuries for the New York Mets pitching, which is very unfortunate, but hopefully they're going to be on the up and here um, coming up. It, uh, even as Yankees fans, you never like to see guys get hurt. So super excited for, for MLB opening day to continue. I think some of the other teams that are contenders are the Braves, the Astros, potentially the Orioles, a very young team, the Rangers, um, that won it last year. And then the Phillies also could be really good with Bryce Harper. So look for those teams. But my personal prediction for the World Series is going to be the favorite right now, according to all sports books and any MLB fan you really ask, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, those are the two behemoths as they always are. It's the Dodgers in the NL, and then it's the Yankees in the AL. And I think that's the two main storylines still. Shoya Atani obviously didn't go to the Yankees, had the same great offers from the Yankees. I believe he had it from the Giants as well. Chose to go to the Dodgers, chose to stay in L.A., and go to the better team, which has the proven track record, which has all the pieces that they need. This is the year that they make a championship run. And I'm not even saying this as this is the only year they can make it. Their window is long and it's plentiful. And they should look to get multiple World Series rings. I mean, this is like when rookie Derek Jeter got a second contract, locked that down for the New York Yankees. I mean, remember, he won the World Series in his first year, was an, an absolute tear as a shortstop, one of the best in history for the Yankees. Just in his rookie deal, they signed him, and you knew the future was was going to be amazing for the Yankees. Now, they didn't win as many as they would have liked to, but they won a lot of World Series. And I think this is where the Dodgers can really show the world that they are the next dynasty. That's how much I believe in Shohei Otani. He is that much of a game changer, and we're going to see what, what it's like to see him in the Dodgers uniform playing this year. 
it's going to be it's going to be crazy. And then also you can't forget that they also had that huge signing in free agency, uh, Yamamoto, who's going exactly. to be amazing from Japan. I mean. He was spectacular in the World Baseball Classic. Spectacular. I mean, he was getting recruited from all, almost all the MLB teams. So that includes the Yankees as well, who also missed out on him. Gave him a huge contract as well. He's probably going to go through the minors, but I think that he is good enough to make it to the majors this year. So I think Yamamoto was a great signing, and their pitching has gone from a good level here to absolutely astonishing. Like, they are one of the best teams in the MLB, if not the best in the rotation this year. So I do think that I have very high hopes for them. I think they're going to make a very deep run. Anything short of a, of at least making the pennant game, that's a loss, in my opinion. Anything short of them making it to the ALCS uh, is just not good enough. And, and so I think that they are going to they're going to get there. So this is also a team that I'm saying is going to succeed, even though they they are predicted to succeed. They might people would say that the number one team doesn't always succeed. They're going to succeed. And then you look at the Yankees, and I don't have as high 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 hopes. I know they got Juan Soto. One bat isn't going to make all the difference. Shohei Otani is one of their is going to be their number one pitcher. The Dodgers' number one pitcher. He's going to be in their rotation as well as Yamamoto. They haven't made as big splashes. They got. Uh, Marcus Stroman, the former Duke graduate, who's a very good pitcher, but I don't think that's going to fix their pitching woes. Nestor Cortez is there. Luis Severino has left. Uh, they just don't have the pitching that they Carlos need. Carlos Rodon, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, Carlos Rodon's there, but he honestly did not play even oh, – he didn't even play average last year. He, he had a forgettable year last year. He was horrible. I mean, it, it's just it's just the way that it was, and hopefully he can rebound this year. But I just don't see him playing that great. So I, I think the Yankees pitching is their number one problem. The bats are absolutely spectacular. I mean, you look at Stanton, Judge, and Soto, that's going to be amazing. So I think the Yankees aren't going to go as far. But I have very high hopes for Shohei Otani. Hopefully he can get his first, year, his first ring as long as it's not against the Yankees. Yeah, I agree with that. I think... Again, just really quickly going off your point, I think the biggest thing here for both these teams and even all the teams in contention, but especially these teams that rely on two or three of their stars is going to be injuries. The Yankees last year, we saw Carlos Rodon really lost his season due to injuries. Um, Stanton was out for a large portion of the season. Judge was out for a little bit. Same thing with the Dodgers. If Shohei Otani can't stay healthy this year, it's going to be a problem. And I know he's coming off Tommy John. Um, he has that nasty scar on his right, on his right elbow, but still, it's going to be a problem for both these teams if if staying healthy is can't happen. So I think these athletes have really just got to got to um and the trainers and the performance staff just has to be help has to be due diligence and do their due diligence here so that the players stay healthy and they can really make that push. But I agree with you. Anything short of the ALCS or even in my mind, anything short of the World Series for the Dodgers and even for the Yankees and ALCS um is is really going to be a disappointment. So I agree with that. Um, next up, we'll go to the NBA All-Star Game, which just took place this past weekend, both the Celebrity All-Star Game, which was very fun to watch, but also the actual NBA East vs. West format that they brought back. So, Arsh, why don't you talk to us about that? Yeah, so I know there's a lot of stuff that's being said right now, and I'm going to have to reiterate a lot of it. It's simple. When you look at the the NBA versus the other leagues, I know the NFL isn't that much better, but it's a lot better. You look at the MLB just a couple years ago, and I'd act I actually like this. I think it would be really fun if they brought this back. The MLB All-Star Game was used to decide who gets home field advantage in the World Series. 
during the majority of games. That's astonishing. That's amazing. And that real and and since then and even without that with the MLB still the All-Star game still being like an event that happens every year it is still such a competitive advantage uh and such a competitive event not only that but the home run derby is a big deal but when you look at the all-star game itself i mean players are playing their absolute hardest like 100 percent. you see it's like a zero zero game or like even a high scoring game. like it's like competitive it's like six six and then you you see like a home run in the bottom of the eighth and everyone's going crazy the the bench and all the players because this actually matters to them you look at the nba you guys are chucking up like three quarter like three quarter court shots they're chucking up like logo threes that they're not making they're not playing any defense there was 397 points scored in this game it's just not even enjoyable to watch anymore and it's not even like we get like an in-game like halftime like dunk show or anything like that not like a halftime dunk show like a dunk show or anything like that or players really trying to put on a show it's just like a it's like a wish wash game so that's my opinion on it there's got to be something that can be fixed and we can talk about ideas but uh, I mean, the three-point contest was definitely the best part by far. Sabrina versus Steph, loved that. That was amazing. I think that was the best part, and that really helped this weekend go from here to here. But it still needs to get all the way up to here. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if you look at the NBA All-Star game, it's definitely more like something that's in a, like a, not a very serious game. And and for the past few years, it's been like that. When they went from the East versus West format, which was pretty competitive in the 2010s, and then moved it to captains and voting during right before the, the COVID-19 pandemic. And now they moved it back to East versus West, which I like, but it's still not a very competitive game. And like we talked about, and like, like many sources have talked about, there's not a lot of defense being played in the NBA, and there's a lot more offense and more talented players scoring on the offensive side of the ball. So you see a lack of defense and a more of an entertaining show being put on by the NBA players in the All-Star game, which is really leading to just, like you talked about, boring. They've taught, they've tried different formats. I think two years ago, they or last year, they did first to like 153 points or something like that. They did first to a to that many points. Now they did, oh, an actual game format, but a, the team that won had 211 points. Like, and the East won. It's just crazy. and It's not really entertaining to watch. It's not something that, that players, I'm sure players look forward to it because it's a game where you can literally do whatever you want with no coaching and you can you get to play with your best friends in the, in the league. But still, I, I think that the skills competition is way more is way more enjoyable and especially even the dunk contest. Look at that. Jalen Brown recently said he's going to join, but Think about it. John Moran hasn't done it. Zion hasn't done it. You have a lot of these big names that just don't do it anymore. Before you had Spud Webb winning dunk contest. Now you have like Mac McClung, who's a favorite, who's not even in the NBA. So and he signed a two-way contract to be in the dunk contest. Like think about that for a second. The only real entertaining part is a three-point contest. And guys are so worried about getting injured now that the three-point contest is the best thing to watch. And it has been, but even specifically at this point in the NBA, like, in the NBA timeline, it's the most most entertaining thing to watch. And like you talked about, Sabrina, Sabrina versus Steph in this particular matchup was incredible. Steph was able to barely edge Sabrina out in, to win the, the three-point contest. Um, but 
It's things like that that are way more entertaining to watch. And the Celebrity All-Star Game at this point is also more of a joke. It was kind of brought to bring more attention to the NBA. But that and the NBA All-Star Game are really just not doing it for me. So I agree with you. I think the NBA has got to find a solution. I know you talked about the benefits of the NBA in-season tournament. I really didn't like that. But And the players, I know, thought it was genius by Adam Silver, like you talked about. But I think that there's got to be more solutions besides the All-Star game being a complete joke and then just a mid-season break for players before they get to the next step of the season. I think Adam Silver is going to be on that too going into the next season. I mean, he's heard the complaints. He's obviously one of the best commissioners that any league has ever had, and he what he did with the in-season tournament was great. I think we can agree that the players liked it and the yeah. fans which means that it was great, even if it wasn't specifically something you enjoyed. And I don't even know if it was something specifically that I absolutely loved. I just liked that the players and fans both thought that it was good, and it was good for TV. It was good for it was a win-win for everyone. Yeah. I think talking about the All-Star game, there's definitely reforms that need to be made. This this game needs to either mean something, or the players have to have pride in taking in it, and because. Like, the, the Pro Bowl game for the NFL is a it's joke. It's horrible. Now. It's horrible. It, it used to be a great thing. It's a joke now. The dunk contest for the NBA is a joke now. It used to be Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon used to be throwing down dunks. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon used to be throwing down dunks. And now it's, I'm not, nothing against Mac McClung, but it's Mac McClung. It's some rookies tossed in there. And then Jalen Brown was the biggest name who surprisingly did it this year. That kind of stuff should be able to change. Just like athletes are openly, like, they, they are starting to want to go to the Olympics again like they used to. There needs to be something done for basketball players that instead of going to the Olympics, now they would want to really try in the All-Star game, that it means something to make the All-Star team. And if you think about it, I mean, going back to the NFL example, you had Sean Taylor laying out punters in full pads, just decking people. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was like an actual game with all the stars together in the NFL. Now it's flag football and, and C.J. Stroud just scrambling left and throwing deep passes on a 30-yard field. Like, it's just not – it's not working for me. But I agree with, with most of the things you said. And now we'll move on to our final topic of the day. It is College Football 25, or as some people call it NCAA 25. And so just a few a few details about this game. First off, it's going to be all 134 FBS teams. Um, no FCS teams, at least at the start of this, of this video game. Um, second, players have the option to opt in. And basically anyone that is on an NFL, I mean, on a college football roster right now or in the transfer portal entering another another team's college football roster is going to be eligible to be in this game. And another incentive for the players is that they will receive $600 for every year that they are in the game. And that can obviously change if you sign a lifetime deal and you allow yourself to be in the game as long as, obviously, as long as you're in college football. But, um, those are kind of some of the details. And then you also get a copy of the video game if you choose to opt into that. So I think, first off, EA Sports, I know it took a while, and I know they they um, prided on the graphics and does design of this game and how much how much it was going to encompass in one. I like that it's finally coming out. I also like that they incentivize the players, like I said a little bit earlier, Um because think about it, you instead of just oh saying, oh, name, image, and likeness, we're going to pay you this much and you, we get to use your name, they're paying them a pretty good amount of money. Like if you think about it, 
Obviously, Jalen Monroe is going to be like, oh, he's making $2 million in NIL. $600 is probably nothing for him. But he gets to play as himself in a video game that was made by Madden, which he probably played growing up. A lot of these guys are going to want to be in this game, not only because they can play as themselves, but also they expose themselves to further NIL deals. I think the, the main bottom line of this for the players is what's the incentive. And that is the incentive. Your name gets out there. You get $600, obviously, and you open up this whole new realm of video games to yourself to be an ambassador for. So I love it for both the fans being able to play as the college football teams and getting the full licensing. But also I love this for the players allowing, allowing the, the EA sports, allowing them um, to make some money off of this game. Yeah, I think it's great. Number one, that this game is coming out. It's great for college football. This is going to drive even more revenue and also just more viewership to college football. I think that's one of the main differences bef between the NFL and college football is, number one, the rules, the amount of teams, yes. But then, I mean, video games are a huge part and like sales from video games and stuff like that is a huge part for the NFL through Madden. And now EA Sports is creating... Of like obviously it's about football, but it's going to be completely different according to ESPN uh, than Madden is going to be NCAA twenty five. So I think it's I'm I'm ex totally excited. The last NCAA game for people that don't know was NCAA fourteen in twenty fourteen. It's been that long, and it's there's been such a buzz because people have been playing fourteen. They've been changing up the game a little, like. The, the actual players themselves to make it realistic and keeping rosters that are still updated to today. Now that there's a new game coming out, not only is it good for college football, it's good for the players because they get some money and also a free copy of the game. And most players we've seen have opted in. All the, the FBS teams have opted in, like you said. I think it's just a big deal. Like, this isn't your normal, oh, like another another football game like a, a different kind of football game is releasing uh, like a different nfl game or a different mobile game like that it's not really like that it's it's this is a big deal this is going to be the marquee college football game for years to come it's the announce it's it's been a great announcement of a great partnership between ea sports and the ncaa and i think it's going to be a very very big success going forward so i'm absolutely excited i'm ecstatic for this game to come out and i also just think that it's great it's a win-win for everyone fans get to play as their favorite players i mean i know guys that are in high school right now that are going to be in a video game next year that's absolutely crazy to think about so I got to say that this is one of the coolest things that has released in a while and it's a win-win for absolutely everyone. There isn't one one person that or one group that you could tell me this is an L4. So, I got to say this is a win-win and I'm ecstatic for this game to come out.